We begin our Advent season with the lighting of the Advent wreath, and we do that with a scripture reading and prayer. We begin. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. Our Savior Jesus said, You also must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Christ himself has given apostles, prophets, pastors, and teachers to make God's people ready for works of service. Let us pray. Almighty God, you strengthen us that we may cast away the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. With word and sacrament, make ready our hearts. Make us ready to receive your word and live by it daily. Make us ready to live our faith through love and service. And finally, make us ready to meet you face to face on the day your Son comes to judge the living and the dead. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, Open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. 
Amen. Alleluia. Behold, the King cometh. O come, let us worship him. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth. The strength of the hills is his also. It is his and he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Behold, the King cometh. O come, let us worship him.
Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. O my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let not mine enemies triumph over me. Yea, let none that wait on thee be ashamed. Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. Lead me in thy truth, and teach me. For thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. Let integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait on thee. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. O my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let not mine enemies triumph over me. Let none that wait on thee be ashamed. The Old Testament lesson for this first Sunday in Advent is written in the 23rd chapter of the book of the prophet Jeremiah, beginning at the 5th verse. Behold, the days come, declares the Lord, that I will raise to David a righteous branch, and he will reign as king and deal wisely and will execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved, and Israel will dwell safely. This is his name by which he will be called, The Lord our Righteousness. Therefore, behold, the days come, declares the Lord, that they will no more say, As the Lord lives, who brought up the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. But... As the Lord lives, who brought up and who led the offspring of the house of Israel out of the north country, and from all the countries where I had driven them. Then they will dwell in their own land. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. The epistle is written in the thirteenth chapter of Romans, beginning at the eighth verse. Brothers, owe no one anything except to love one another. For he who loves his neighbor has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and whatever other commandments there are, are all summed up in this saying, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love doesn't harm a neighbor. Love, therefore, is the fulfillment of the law. Do this, knowing the time, that it is already time for you to awaken out of sleep. For salvation is now nearer to us than when we first believed. The night is far gone. The day is near. Let's, therefore, throw off the deeds of darkness, and let's put on the armor of light. Let's walk properly, as in the day not in reveling and drunkenness, not in sexual promiscuity and lustful acts, not in strife and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh for its lusts. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. Yea, let none that wait on thee be ashamed. Let them be ashamed which transgress without cause. Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths.
Alleluia. Show us thy mercy, O Lord, and grant us thy salvation. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel is according to St. Matthew, the twenty-first chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. When they came near to Jerusalem and came to Bethphage, to the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village that is opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord needs them. And immediately he will send them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken through the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king comes to you, humble and riding on a donkey, on a colt, on the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did just as Jesus commanded them, and brought the donkey and the colt, and laid their clothes on them. And he sat on them, and a very great multitude spread their clothes on the road. Others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The multitudes who went in front of him, and those who followed, kept shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest! Here ends the Gospel. Praise be to thee, O Christ! Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch, and a king shall reign and prosper, and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. And this is his name whereby he shall be called, The Lord our Righteousness. In his days shall Judah be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely. And this is his name whereby he shall be called, the Lord our righteousness. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. And this is his name whereby he shall be called, the Lord our righteousness. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. We prayed a bit ago, Stir up, we beseech you, O Lord, your power, and come. And with this collect, this prayer, Advent in the church has begun. And as the new church year begins, what is it that we're asking for here? We ask for our Lord to stir up, that is to excite, to arouse his power and come to us. That's how we want to meet him, in his power. That's a rather bold prayer. Because by asking the Lord to stir up his power and come, we are asking him to come in all of his sovereignty, all of his majesty, all of his supremacy. We pray the collect at the beginning of the service so quickly, do we even realize sometimes what we're praying for? That we're asking our Lord, that we're asking our Lord to stir the fire of his might up until the lames of his might lick the highest of the heavens, and in that might come to you and me. Not only do we ask him to come in this manner, we beseech him, we beg of him to come to us in this way. To come to us with a great stirring power and might. Do you realize just how intimidating and despairing that can be to meet the Lord in that way? Let all of us consider right now our lives in the past week. Have we truly prepared ourselves to pray this prayer? Have we truly prepared ourselves to ask for our Lord to come in all of His might, 
to meet him in all of his power and sovereignty? Or instead, have our weeks been filled with distractions, with our focus elsewhere? It is, after all, the holiday season. It's marketed as a joyful time. But with all the hustle and bustle, that can lead to anxiety about how we can afford the next present or how we can get the next thing done before Christmas. Or perhaps the distractions are from school or work or our kids' endless activities throughout the week. Perhaps our distractions from an argument with a family member, a friend, maybe even a Christian brother in the church. Maybe that has your attention and your, and your focus. Because it's easy to be distracted from Christ coming to you when you're focused on not speaking to someone you're angry at or think that you don't like. Now, of all those examples, arguments and divisions, those are never good. But the other things that are mentioned, the things that fill our calendars, they aren't inherently bad. In many ways, those events, those activities are us living out our God-given vocations. But the question isn't whether or not those things are bad. The question is, are they distracting? Did they distract you from really knowing what we're praying for this morning? Did they distract you and make you forget why you came to church this morning? That you came to meet the Lord in all of His power? Did you prepare to ask for Him to come? To meet him. Did you meditate on that? Think about what that means. Or were you distracted all week? Did something else get your focus, your heart, your mind, your attention? But we pray this morning anyways. Stir up, we beseech you, your power, O Lord, and come. And ready or not, our Lord this morning answers. And we see him coming in our gospel lesson. And our gospel lesson says, When they, that is Jesus and the disciples, when they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethphage to the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, Go into the village in front of you, and immediately you will find a, a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring the them to me. If anyone asks anything to you, you shall say, The Lord needs them, and he will send them at once. This took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet, saying, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you. Now your text says humble, but it really should say meek. Meek and mounted on a donkey, and on a colt the foal of a beast of burden. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put on them their cloaks, and he sat on them. Now isn't that when you consider our prayer this morning, isn't that interesting how Christ comes to us? We prayed for our Lord to stir up his power and come to us. And then in the text, he comes to us in humility, in meekness. Or it seems like the only thing that's stirred up really is a donkey and colt that were woken up, untied, and brought to Jesus. So why would our Lord answer our prayer to come to us in power by then coming to us in humiliation? in meekness. Perhaps we have to look back at another Sunday to know the answer. A few weeks back, we had All Saints Sunday. Do you remember what we read about on All Saints Sunday about the meek? Christ said, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. This is why our Lord came to earth, so that He would inherit the earth. 
Unlike us, our Lord made his great entrance into Jerusalem without sin. He came in without any distraction. So focused was he on his Father's will to go to the cross that he made a point for his disciples to get him a colt and a donkey to fulfill even the smallest prophecy of the Old Testament. He came without any division, without any division. He came having been blessed in his baptism as the beloved Son of the Father in full unity with the Trinity. And yet, although our Lord came in great humility and meekness, it's a mistake if we were to think that he came in weakness. Because it's not weakness which led the Lord to Jerusalem, with crowds cheering Hosanna at him one day, and then the crowds yelling, or yelling crucify at him just a few days later. It's not weakness that kept the Lord quiet when he was blasphemed and stricken, smitten and afflicted. Our Lord could have killed off all of his abusers, with one simple word. Or he could have called down legions of angels to defend him. But instead, in great humility and in great quiet power, he endured the chains. He endured being spit on and struck. He endured being nailed to the tree. Now the, now the world considers death a weakness. But is it a weak death that paid the price for all of our sins, for all of our distractions, all of our divisions? Of course not. It's not weakness to die the death that paid the ransom for the sins of the entire world. It's not a weakness to give up the ghost while crushing the head of the serpent. It's not a weakness to be buried in the earth while trusting still in the Father who had just poured out all of his wrath on the Son so that you and I would be free. His death, like his great entrance, was humble and meek, but it was not weak. It was full of power full of majesty. A power and majesty which was stirred up on Palm Sunday, which we read about when he came to Jerusalem. And stirred up, it was on full display in all its glory on the cross. Three days later, our Lord rose, no longer powerful in meekness, but powerful in all glory. Wherein the resurrection and his ascension, he inherited the earth not only by his divinity, but by his flesh, his humanity. For the man, Jesus, has now been given power and majesty over the heavens and all the earth. For the ancient serpent once ruled, his head is crushed, and the Son of God in the flesh has usurped him. Stir up your power and come. Christ has come. He has come in his incarnation, which we are preparing to celebrate on Christmas. But you, but, but, but you must know when we ask our Lord to stir up his power and come, we ask for him to come in power so that as we continue to pray, by your protection, we may be rescued from the threatening perils of our sins and saved by your mighty deliverance. You see, in our prayer, we ask our Lord to come to us not only in power, but also in mercy and forgiveness in that power, to be protected by him so that he may rescue us, save us, deliver us. And as we'll hear, our Lord answers this prayer on Christmas, on Christmas morning. He answers this prayer on Palm Sunday and Holy Week. And he continues to answer it even now. He answered this prayer in your baptism, where he came to you in water, word, and spirit, where your old, distracted, divided Adam was united with the flesh of Christ and put to death with him on the cross, being crucified with him. That's how you were rescued from the threatening perils of your sins. 
so that now as you rise out of the waters every day, you are being remade in his nature, in his image. You're being remade in meekness and humility. You've been saved by his mighty deliverance. You're under his almighty protection. Blessed are the meek, not the weak. Blessed are the meek in divine power, for they shall inherit the earth. In baptism, that is now not just Christ's promise, but that is now your promise that you will receive as well. You will inherit the earth. That is the promised land, the new heavens, the new earth. That's yours. Because in the stirring waters that were poured over you, in those waters was the Lord of power coming to save you. And in our baptism, throughout our lives, our Lord continues to answer this prayer. Every Sunday morning and every time we gather, where two or more of us gather in His name, there He is, here He comes. As we hear His word and His preaching, as we pray and confess His name, wherever this happens, there is the stirring of His power. And in the stirring of that power, that's how He comes to us. In the lowliness of, of bread and wine, and in the power and majesty of His body and blood. For as we eat and drink at His command, there He comes to us. He rescues us, saves us, delivers us, protects us as He strengthens us at this altar. But the question is, how do we prepare to ask for His coming in power here today? How do we prepare to meet Him every Sunday or every time that we gather? The answer is we come to Him as He came to us, in meekness. And for us that means meekness in repentance. Claiming that God owes us nothing, but actually that we sin against Him and owe Him everything. We come to Him in humility. That throughout the week and into Sunday morning, we prepare for meeting our Lord by depending on Him for all that is good. Not seeking for other gods, but looking only to Him. We come to Him in power. The power He gives us in baptism. The power to forgive where we are divided. To be eager to forgive where we are divided. So that we may come to this altar united in His forgiveness, in His power. That's the power to love our families, our friends, even our enemies. To love them when they do not even deserve it when it may mean a painful sacrifice on our part for them. <coughs> because that is how Christ loves us. That is how we come to Christ. That is how we prepare to meet Him. With scriptures and prayer, repentance and sacrifice, meekness and humility, looking to God for all things, loving the neighbor through all things, especially our Christian brothers. That is how we prepare for the coming of our Lord through the week, every week from Sunday to Sunday. And so we pray. Stir up, we beseech you, your power, O Lord, and come that by your protection we may be rescued from the threatening perils of our sins and saved by your mighty deliverance. So then may we, by his grace, be ready for our Lord's coming. As May we be ready as the crowds were that day on Palm Sunday. They were ready for his coming in humility. May we follow their example and likewise be ready for His coming under the water, bread, and wine. Because my friends, if you are ready for His coming today, 
and next Sunday and every time that we gather, then you are ready for His coming in glory and majesty on the last day. But until that day, let us here in just a bit join those Jerusalem crowds in singing Hosanna as our Lord in the flesh and blood comes to us with all power at the altar with bread and wine. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Tell ye the daughter of Zion, Behold, the king cometh unto thee, meek and sitting upon an ass, and a colt the foal of an ass. Alleluia. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up an horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our fathers, and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he sware to our father Abraham, that he would grant unto us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Tell ye the daughter of Zion, Behold, the king cometh unto thee, meek and sitting upon an ass, and a colt the foal of an ass. Alleluia. O Lord, have mercy upon us. O Christ, have mercy upon us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Stir up, we beseech you, your power, O Lord, and come, that by your protection we may be rescued from the threatening perils of our sins, and saved by your mighty deliverance, who lives and reigns with the Father and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty and most merciful God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we give you thanks for all your goodness and tender mercies, especially for the gift of your dear Son and for the revelation of your will and grace. And we beseech you so to implant your word in us that, in good and honest hearts, we may keep it and bring forth the fruits of faith by patient continuance and well-doing. Most heartily we beseech you so to rule and govern your church Catholic with all her pastors and ministers, 
that we may be preserved in the pure doctrine of your saving word, whereby faith toward you may be strengthened, love and charity increased in us toward all mankind, and your kingdom extended. Send forth laborers into your harvest, and sustain those whom you have sent, that the word of reconciliation may be proclaimed to all people, and the gospel preached in all the world. Grant health and prosperity to all who are in authority, especially to Joseph, our President, the Congress of these United States, Kim, our Governor, the Legislature of this State, and to all our judges and magistrates, and endue them with grace to rule after your good pleasure, to the maintenance of righteousness, and to the hindrance and punishment of wickedness, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. May it please you also to turn the hearts of our enemies and adversaries, that they may cease their enmity and hostilities, and be inclined to walk with us in meekness and in peace. All who are in trouble, want, sickness, anguish of labor, peril of death, or any other adversity, especially those who are in suffering for your name's sake, comfort, O God, with your Holy Spirit, that they may receive and acknowledge their afflictions as the manifestation of your fatherly will. Especially do we pray for those that we name in our hearts at this time. Although we have deserved your righteous wrath and manifold punishments, yet we entreat you, O most merciful Father, remember not the sins of our youth nor our many transgressions, but out of your unspeakable goodness, grace, and mercy, defend us from all harm and danger of body and soul. Preserve us from false and pernicious doctrine, from war and bloodshed, from plague and pestilence, from all calamity by fire and water, from hail and tempest, from failure of harvest and from famine, from anguish of heart and despair of your mercy, and from an evil death. And in every time of trouble, show yourself a very present help, the Savior of all men, and especially of them that believe. Cause all needed fruits of the earth to prosper, that we may enjoy them in due season. Give success to the Christian training of the young, to all lawful occupations on land, sea, and air, and to all pure arts and useful knowledge, and crown them with your blessing. Receive, O God, our bodies and souls and all our talents, together with the offerings we bring before you. For by his blood your Son has purchased us to be your own, that we may live under him in his kingdom. As we are strangers and pilgrims on earth, Help us by true faith and a godly life to prepare for the world to come, doing the work you have given us to do while it is day, before the night comes when no one can work. And when our last hour shall come, support us by your power and receive us into your everlasting kingdom. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Let my mouth be filled with thy praise, and with thy honor all the day.
O Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through the same Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. We give thanks unto thee, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, thy dear Son, that thou hast protected us through the night from all danger and harm. And we beseech thee to preserve and keep us this day also from all sin and evil, that in all our thoughts, words, and deeds we may serve and please thee. Into thy hands we commend our bodies and our souls and all that is ours. Let thy holy angel have charge concerning us, that the wicked one have no power over us. Amen. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Bless we the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit, be with us all. Amen.